And welcome to a new episode of What's That You Say. Tonight we are talking anthropology, archaeology, science, that kind of stuff. Enjoy.
mean, not, I mean, maybe there's, like, less impactful things, but that is dumb. Okay? Fire making. Do you, you guys really had to sit in a bush and watch the, like, Indians, like, in the P- Puget Sound, like, make fire? Like, you guys know how to make fire. They make fire the way you make fire. Fire's fire. It can only be started in one of, like, maybe three ways. Okay? Fuck. Now. Birth customs. Another thing. Who the F cares? The baby comes out or it doesn't. People live or they die. Life goes on. Who cares if they hang something in the room during that? Who cares? Okay, like, you know how, like, you go and then you read some, like, stupid magazine, like, these days, that's about, like, birthing, and it's like, oh, you need to bring an iPod with your favorite music. That, that could be considered a birth custom. Is that interesting to anyone else but you? No. No. I don't care if you listen to Akon. I don't care if you listen to Britney Spears or Taylor Swift. I don't care if you listen to Macklemore. I don't care. Eminem even. If I was a human being and I had birth the way you guys do, I'd probably throw on some Eminem because I can see myself being pissed. The point is, these mother effers should have got a life. Okay. Smoking. There's like a whole section on smoking. Like inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Pretty simple. Let's start with the inst- in. Uh, actually, no, let's not. Let's do. Um, all right. Let's start with the. Let's start with the uh, introduction. The tribes, which are the most fully described in these notes, are the Snohomish, the Snoqualmie, and that's spelled S-N-U-Q-U-A-L-M-I, so different from how it's spelled today, and the Nisqually. There's, there is some information about the Skykomish and Skagit, while casual references are made to many other Puget Sound groups. The three principal groups involved speak dialects of Coast Salish that are very nearly alike. The Snohomish and Snoqualmie now reside on the Tulalip Reservation in Washington, where Dr. Haberlin did the larger part of his work. What work? What did Dr. Haberlin do? Um, there is also quite a number of Snoqualmie in the neighborhood of which was the center of their old territory, and another scattering is on the Mukilteo Reservation, South Seattle. The situation that existed in Aboriginal conditions is in regard to residents still holds, namely that the tribal exogamy and patriarchal residence there is considerable 
heterogeneity in every community. I couldn't tell you what the, what the last sentence, possibly, what they meant by that. I, I, I'm not sure. Says so the, um, the location, the Snohomish lived in four principal villages. Now, they say four principal villages, but that's saying that there's four principal villages, meaning there's a shit ton more. Um, I can't pronounce it. It looks like Hibbulb is on the shores of the sound four miles south of Tulalip. So that would be like... Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't really know exactly what exactly four miles is. I mean, I know what it is, but like, what that would be exactly. I don't want to give it, you look, look it up on the map, I suppose, or, or drive it. Um, that's the largest village. It's, uh, Hellbub. Um, no, sorry, no, that, Hellbub is not the largest. Um, Tietlachris is the largest village at Priest Point. Then there's Negasix on the southern point of Woodby Island. And Tzekiklis at Sandy Point, opposite Tulela. Um, says that Snohomish claim that the Hebelub is their original home. Uh, because the Transformer Doki Bell put them there when he came to Mukilteo. Um, okay. Um, says that there's a lot of evidence of, uh, civilizations, um, in Snohomish, primarily uh, at the Evie Slough on the westernmost branch of the Snohomish River. Um, it says on the right bank of this stream is a shell heap six feet high and one quarter mile long. No efforts have been made to excavate it. Okay, so shell heap. Don't know what that is. Let's figure that one out. We'll take a break. For once, they use a term. 
That is literally what it says. That's great, you guys. The government should do that more often because I feel stupid having to have looked that up because I thought that shell heat meant something completely different because that's usually what happens when you guys say stuff I don't know. But it turns out it is just a bunch of shells which anthropologists and archaeologists have assumed or hypothesized are dumping sites for communities way back when. That's plausible. I mean, it's not, it's plausible, but, I mean, unless there's other stuff in that heaping pile, too, other than mollusk shells, I'm not sure that that's exactly indicative of a village. Like, if there was, like, poop and, like, berry seeds and, like, clay pots that broke and stuff like that, then yeah, I'd go with that, but just a heaping pile of shells, like, I mean, like, I've eaten a shit ton of clams in my day, I love them, I'm an alien, I'm not allergic to them, it's like the only food I'm not allergic to, I leave a pile of clams there's shells somewhere, but that doesn't mean that I live there. I just put that clamshell there. I put that basket of clamshells there. And then I went home. My home was, like, way far away. In space. So, I don't know. It's really hard to speculate about the past. Considering no no one who like people who are speculating about the past weren't there. So it's I mean it's like yeah, it's really easy for me as an alien and for you as people to just sit there and be like, oh, I think this happened. I think this definitely happened back then. Like, yeah, I mean, sure, that's like possible and I think Talking it out and theorizing isn't a bad thing. I think what's a bad thing is when, like, the government decides to side with one certain theory and then it's like everyone thinks that that hypothesis is an actual, like, accepted truth. When that's not the case, it's still a hypothesis. Everything about history is a hypothesis because no one can prove it. Yeah. Some historian that be like, oh, I found this like crazy book with some like ru- ruin ruins written in it and some codex and like I'm pretty sure this is what it's like. Yeah, yeah, I can go make a book that looks like it was made in like the year 1500. And carbon dating, like, I think that's bullshit, to be honest. I really do. I really do. I really do think it's it's fucking bullshit. So, since we're on that topic, let's fucking talk about that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Anyway, back to what I was saying about carbon dating. 
Let's look at a definition. Um, it's a noun. It says the determination of the age or date of organic matter from the relative proportions of the carbon isotopes, carbon-12 and carbon-14, that it contains. The ratio between them changes as radioactive carbon-14 decays is not replaced by the exchange with the atmosphere. That doesn't make any sense to me, and I guarantee you it doesn't actually make sense to anyone, and I guarantee you that it's fake. I can guarantee you that. You want to know why? Because I just know. <laughs> That's not really helpful for you. I know there's scientists who are really like, it's a fucking thing. It's not. Okay, let's really focus on this, okay? We're going to talk about what carbon-12 is. We're going to look up every single word that they've used, and we're going to debunk this bunker. I'm an alien, so I can say what I want. Fuck the FCC. Carbon-12 is the most common natural carbon isotopes of mass-12. It is the basis for the accepted scale of atomic mass units. Once again, that definition leads us nowhere. Now let's look up carbon-14. Carbon-14 is a long-lived, naturally-occurring, radioactive carbon isotopes of mass-14. I'm going to say something now. There is very little radioactive anything that's naturally occurring on Earth. Uranium, I believe, is the only, only naturally occurring radioactive isotopes. Other than that, a banana. A banana is as well. Okay? What is that smell? What is she doing? Is that a fart? Did she fart? Yeah, it's like weird, musty dog's We adopted a human dog. I mean, not a human dog, but the thing that you humans call pets. An Orbis dog. An Orbit. Yeah, we have a got a we got a cute new dog, and she may have tooted. An Orbog. An Orbog. Um. Anyway, okay, so we've got bananas and uranium. Okay, so that are like. Only the naturally occurring stuff. Plutonium's not naturally occurring. It's it's basically like a creepy hybrid, like the banana of uranium. Okay, they just like were assholes and decided to make something that was deadly even more deadly. Like, that's like being like, mmm, cyanide just doesn't cut it for me. I think I'm going to make extra cyanide. Cyanide that kills better. It's cyanide. It kills you. That's the end of the story. How dumb are you people? 
Now we have elements that don't exist. One of them is called Californicum. After the state of California. Another one is called Americum. No joke. Look it up. It's on the table. It's on the um, element, periodic elements, whatever table that thingy is that you humans use. I don't know why you guys can't remember it. Or why you even have to remember it. Why don't you guys just stop dicking around with Earth and just let the isotopes and the, like, ions and whatever just be. Let it be. Just let it be. Let it be. The Beatles were onto something when they said let it be. They're probably telling the government to fuck off. In a really melodic way. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. As always, good night, America. Good morning, America. And good luck.